This is Tech Vibe Radio, broadcasting from the Huntington Bank Studios at Huntington.com. Our sponsors help us geek out. A special thanks to C-Leveled at C-Leveled.com. PNC Bank at PNC.com. My Benefit Advisor at PTC.MyBenefitAdvisor.com. 321Blink at 321Blink.com. Chorus Call Compunetics at Compunetics.com. SDLC Partners at SDLCPartners.com. Tech Vibe Radio is hosted by the Pittsburgh Technology Council's Audrey Russo and Jonathan Kirsten. Buckle up your seatbelts. Here's your front row seat to Pittsburgh's tech sector and beyond. Hey, everybody. This is Jonathan Kirsten with the Pittsburgh Technology Council here being you Tech Vibe Radio this Saturday morning. My usual co-host and my boss, Audrey Russo, the CEO of the Pittsburgh Technology Council, She's not with us today. She's got to be in three places at once sometimes. So this had to give. And I said, don't worry, Audrey, I can cover it. We've got some great guests today. We always love exploring the ecosystem that makes tech happen in Pittsburgh. And there's so many things that make it work. And at the end of the day, it's about people getting jobs and people working within these tech companies and having the right skills and having the right direction. And it gets just as fundamental as that sometimes. And today we have a guest who's actually, I might call him almost a repeat offender of Tech Vibe Radio quite possibly because he's working at this really cool level where he's helping you know students when they're in high school really start thinking about what's going on for college and thinking about what they're going to do after college as they enter into hopefully I say our tech careers because those are my favorite ones out there but all types of careers as far as that goes and so today we have Jason Velozzi he is with Campus to Career Crossroads and what I'm even more excited about Jason is you brought one of your people with you today Ashley Ward who is who actually has used your services and kind of tell us firsthand how you're able to kind of help guide her. And she's doing some great stuff. She's from Mars Area High School and she will be attending the University of Miami for architecture. That's, like I said earlier before we hit record, I'm very jealous of that. Because as the great George Costanza once said, I always wanted to be an architect. So <laughs> guys, welcome to the show today. It's so good to have you here. Let's start with introductions, Jason. Let's start with you real quick. Obviously just for any listeners who don't know who you are, uh, tell us about quickly about your background, and of course, give us the, uh, the little elevator pitch about Crossroads, and uh, we'll start with Ashley and get the conversation going. Awesome. So my name is Jason Balazzi. Very excited to be here today. I'm the founder of Campus to Career Crossroads. So I work one-on-one with families, high school students, uh, in the college admissions process as I got connected to Ashley, and just Families have a million questions about college admissions, how to do it, where to start, how to sequence it, how to have less stress and more success. And, you know, my company was founded. A lot of school counselors actually encouraged me to do this work um, because they know they can't provide one-on-one attention. College admissions, if a family hasn't been through it, there's a million steps to it in different stages and forms. And it's a lot of fun for me. I was in admissions for over 14 years, so I can look out for families, be an advocate for them, really lead them through it step-by-step. As you know, Jonathan, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach going to college. Exactly. And, uh, you know, really my goal is to help families find that admission success. And then the Campus to Career Crossroads, we continue that one-on-one personalization that families and students love, helping them career launch. Um, You know, going to college and seeing students successful in a major is something very passionate to me. So we really help at both ends of the spectrum is why it's called Campus to Career Crossroads. I'm super excited today to have Ashley joining us. Uh, We had a lot of fun 
going through the college process. People don't realize it can be. And we actually had a lot of great success that she can talk on. So super excited to be here. I'll turn things over to Ashley for a moment. Ashley, yeah. So welcome to the show, Ashley. So glad to have you here. So what's your background real quick? And you got to be really stoked at this next turn in your life as you prepare going to college and stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm really excited about it. Um, yeah, so I'm from Mars, PA. I go to Mars Area High School. Um, just a little bit about me. I have been a dancer since I was four years old. So that's basically a lot of a big part of my life. Okay. Um, I started uh, my career kind of like and what I wanted to do in architecture, probably around like ninth grade, I want to say. And Jason really helped me pursue that um, and work that into the college admissions process. Um, I went to Virginia Tech's architecture camp and I basically just kind of explored the field. And I was like, I know this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like, Very it was cool. just amazing. So I took those aspirations and I told Jason this and I was like, hey, like, I really want to do this. And can you help me like figure out the different paths I can go on um, to college for this? So I was really excited about that. Yeah. And that sounds like what a unique opportunity to be able to engage with someone like Jason, because yeah, I think it's, I love it when I see someone that really knows what they're passionate about at a young age. So I think in this day and age, the the sooner you know that, the better, because the more effective Jason can be in helping you find the right channels and things to pursue in order to support that dream that you have. So maybe tell us a little bit more about your process of how you guys engaged and kind of like how you were able to kind of Jason, you know, put Ashley here into the right channel so she can study architecture for crying out loud. Yeah, no, we got connected probably early August. And, uh, you know, like a lot of clients, she knew she had to sort of get the college application process going and the right list of colleges and sequence all this. And, you know, Ashley has great maturity, engagement, um, tons of great community involvement too that we had a chance to build out. But we really had to start the process from step one, um, you know, building her online application profile, building out all the key details, really framing her application qualities, attributes, essays, activities, and really mm-hmm. the most positive light to really a, a variety of schools. And one thing we didn't know at that time, Jonathan, the application volume this past year is record setting, which says a lot. In yeah, that's, I mean, think about that with, the, with all the volume, the competition is crazy. And so, man, you need everything in your favor to, to, to make things happen. That That's so cool that, and I think like, not many people know that this, this service is actually available out there. This is something that was new to me when I first met you, Jason, when you joined up with it with the tech council probably two or three years ago. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. I wish I had this back in 1990 when I was going into college, not to date myself. Personalization, you know, again, as an independent, what's called an independent educational consultant, a profession. Again, I'm part of a lot of professional associations within the space to always bring best in class knowledge to clients and and really work with great consultants throughout the country as well. So we really know college planning. We know it regionally, we know it nationally, and just bringing all that great info to clients. Because even in Ashley's case, her list, we apply to colleges all throughout the country, from Arizona to Texas to the South to where she ultimately landed at very selective at the University of Miami. So you really have to know market conditions going on in universities. And, and again, we didn't know the application volume, but I'm very diligent with clients when we started that process in, in August about just doing everything the best you can and being the best way to shape and craft their applications because you never know in admissions i always joking there's always something uh, going on this unexpected and new twist to the to absolutely the i can imagine <laughs> so you have to take a lot of diligence for students but the one-on-one personalization that is i get to know and get to connect with clients is just game-changing in their experience 
Absolutely. Just to remind our listeners, in case you just started listening right now, we are talking to Jason Velozzi of Campus to Career Crossroads, and he brought Ashley Ward, who is heading off to the University of Miami for architecture, talking about how they work together here in order to really help her get the school she wanted to go to, get the right programs that she was looking for. And Jason, we have always talked about like, you know, people seem to take more time picking out a TV or their next smartphone than they do a school sometimes. And a school is going to have a way more impact on the rest of your life than which smartphone you're going to have for the next year and a half, right? Yeah, definitely. For sure, Jonathan. And, you know, one thing that really strikes me about Ashley and even her family was just the level of engagement and detail they had looking at programs. We looked at different five-year programs, different things accredited through architectural associations and, and just really great diligence. And I think through that process, you know, it's not just about applying to colleges, but knowing colleges. And, and through that process, I think that helps clients, and especially in the case of Ashley, know what's the right fit. Right. So they're not just landing at a campus wondering, well, what's this all about? Even to her family, they had a chance to, to tour some campuses in, in Miami at the end when it was safe to do so. Um, but, you know, just put a lot of time and diligence in understanding the options of colleges and even what doesn't fit sometimes helps you understand what's going to fit. So that's one of the things I take a lot of pride in my clients is when they get to college over the years, they do very well and they're, they're at that college. They know why they're there. They know the resources, the amenities, mm -hmm. and they just have an opportunity to thrive a lot more. And it's going to be super exciting to watch Ashley launch. She's in a five-year program um, specialized for her architecture major, but Again, the, the level of diligence and effort that she put in, the thought, it's she's a much more informed consumer as well as her family, I feel, mm -hmm. with the college buying process. And that's going to pay dividends um, you know, when she Absolutely. gets to campuses the first year, but obviously the years two, three, four, and five. Sounds cool. So Ashley, tell me about you know, some of the process. What, what, what surprised you the most? What do you think you got the most out of this engagement with, uh, with uh, Jason? I mean, I remember my first Zoom meeting with him and my dad. And we basically went over what it's going to look like and having someone there to help you with all the turns and questions that you have navigating this process. Because honestly, um, I applied to about 11 colleges. I see. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So as far as like moving forward, how much more confident do you feel now moving forward as you soon approach your first year in school? Yeah, I don't think if it wasn't for Jason, I wouldn't have ended up in the best place I could be at Miami right now. Um, I'm really excited for it. I think that I chose a great college and I think you really helped me pick uh, exactly where I wanted to be and match all my lists. Excellent. So Jason, we got a couple minutes left and pretty exciting news. You're growing, man. You just made some new, you just made a new hire, a key hire, which I think is just fantastic. So it seems like it's really going to complement what you're doing. Tell us about this new hire and what that means for your services. Yeah, so as I mentioned a little bit earlier, the personalization is what clients really like. And, you know, we do help clients when they're in college because career launching, a lot of parents have reservations. The cost of college keeps going up, but underemployment and unemployment is going up too for college grads. So we have a personalization to help clients through that college process to help them career launch more effectively. Very excited. Lynn McGuinn, I was able to hire. Lynn has over 20 years of HR hiring experiences. Wow. With that in mind, she's actually set up two Fortune 500 college recruiting programs, as well as training managers and executives at those companies about how to hire individuals. So now we can take people on the other side. So we've scoped four services that are very effective of what our clients have really liked and appreciated. First of all, resume and cover letters. Those are very effective. A lot of clients aren't getting the, the personalization for a really effective resume that's dynamic, 
sets them apart from their college clients, as well as cover letters are still valuable, but people know how to need to write them effectively. Absolutely. And really importantly, Lynn's great with LinkedIn, uh, helping clients with that. And then we've really developed through Lynn's guidance an interview program that really takes people through a, a mock interview, virtual, in-person, giving them a feedback analysis form that really empowers them with Lynn's background in interviewing and college recruiting candidates to really set them apart and have an edge in career launching. Because when you go to interview at these top companies, they have their pick of schools. So you have to really stand out as an applicant in all these different areas. So we picked the four vital areas. Super excited to have Lynn on board. She's brought a ton of successes. We've had a couple college students that didn't utilize our services the whole way through come to us. One was a year out of college that we were able to help career launch in a data analytics career and another nice. sustainability career who was unfortunately two years out of college before getting to campus to career crossroads. So our goal is to have that partnership well, fantastic stuff all the way around. People want to learn more about you. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Go to, go to your website. What, what's your website? Yeah, website's campus2careercrossroads.com. So it's all spelled out. Um, we have a lot of helpful blogs, a lot of helpful resources. I've been even fortunate this past year. I had a parent write about her experience. Ooh. And then I even had the unique experience. A, a family passed on my services and really had a very, very difficult time. And that father wanted to write a blog to let other parents know why this service is really important because they wish Wow, geez, that's saying something, man. I love it. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, All the way around. Kind of unique experience. Not uh, they, they unfortunately went through a year of really tough stress and strain on that family where it's really interesting to see um, their experience where, uh, you know, it's very gratifying this year. It's been the most competitive cycle, but my clients, much like Ashley, have all had great successes at some of the most selective countries throughout the country in all levels of colleges and they're just going to do well their freshman year. So I'm, I'm really gratified and humbled to, to work with clients like Ashley, but more importantly, seeing all my clients have great college options and have a great opportunity to hit the moon when the fall rolls around. Can't say it any better than that, Jason and Ashley. Thanks for joining Tech Vibe today. Great, great stuff all the way around. This is Jonathan Kirsten with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. I'm coming right back after this quick break with a lot more Tech Vibe radio, I swear, or double your money back. We all need a little help sometimes. At Peoples, we want to make sure that you have safe natural gas service. Whether you need help with your utility bills or you're looking for some breathing room in your budget, we're here to give you options. Just visit our anonymous program finder. We'll show you which programs you may be eligible for and how to apply. Learn more at peoples-gas.com safety. Peoples, an essential utilities company. You're listening to Tech Vibe Radio, coming at you from the Huntington Bank Studios at Huntington.com. Hey, Tech Vibe sponsors include C-Leveled, PNC Bank, My Benefit Advisor, 321 Blink, Chorus Call Computetics, and SDLC Partners. Here are your hosts, the Pittsburgh Technology Council's Audrey Russo and Jonathan Kirsting. Getting ready to geek out with you ASAP. Welcome back, everybody. So glad you are listening to Tech Vibe Radio here on ESPN 970. I'm Jonathan Kirsting with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. And just to remind you, my boss and co-host, Audrey Russo, who's the CEO of the Tech Council, she's not with us today. She's got to be at three places at once. So I am manning the entire Tech Vibe Radio jet all by myself. And I've got a great guest coming up 
cannot wait to talk to him because I mean, cybersecurity has always been important. In the recent months, as we all know, the headlines have been all over the place between pipelines being hacked and you know, uh, meat plants being hacked, you name it, it's being hacked out there. And uh, cybersecurity is just a big deal. And we have one of the experts hanging out with us today. We actually, we're gonna, we're gonna bust some myths today. I'm very excited about this. I love these types of things. I think it makes it so actionable and fun, dare I say. And today we're talking to Manoj Tandon. He is with Dark Rhino Security. And Manoj, I must say, I love the name of your company, man. It's strong. Thank it's you. Like Dark Rhino, man. Where'd you get the name for that place? I, I think it's so cool. Oh, uh, we actually uh, did, uh, when we were starting the company four years ago, we uh, did a little competition. And uh, the, the guy who won the logo competition uh, had the name and the domain was available. Okay. So it was, <laughs> there so, it is. <laughs> so it worked. Believe me, anyone who's out there starting your own company, you got to make sure the domain is available. Yes, you do. <laughs> That's Very cool. I tell you what, the name, I look at the brand, I'm like, that looks secure to me. That's all I can say. So we are. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're heavy into security. Uh, we do all things cyber for mm -hmm. small, medium businesses, basically those companies that are below 2,000 employees. We right. really help them uh, establish a defense in depth approach um, and create actionable cyber and yeah. security for their organization. So how much of an uptick in business have you been seeing because of all the, the extra headlines? I mean, I know this you is- know, uh, It has to be crazy. I can't attribute it to the headlines just yet, okay. Jonathan, okay. Uh, but we have seen a very strong uptick in our demand for managed services, which is what our bread and butter is. Okay. Uh, and I think it's stemming from the fact that a lot of small businesses uh, are beginning to realize that they are not immune from cyber hacks exactly. and attacks. Exactly. And that's going to be one of our myths we're going to talk about today. So we're going to get to that in a second. So I think we should have some fun with this, Manoj. I'm really excited about this. Okay. Fun. I think this is fun. So I'm going to throw the myth out there and you're going to bust it, right? How about that? Okay, you go for it. <laughs> this will be so much fun. I love it. I'll try, man. <laughs> you'll, you'll do great. I know you will. So here's our first, our first myth is our environment is mostly in the cloud and our cloud providers take care of security for us. So I got nothing to worry about, right, Manoj? <laughs> yeah, you got nothing to worry about. Well, you know what, Jonathan, in, in reality, read the fine print of the contract. So what people need to realize is that there's a difference between being on the cloud and being in the cloud. Right. So, so if you're subscribing to an application out there in the cloud, whatever it might be, then that application provider is responsible for that, the security of it. But if you are using Amazon, Google, Microsoft, and you are, uh, you have your own S3 buckets out there, then you are absolutely responsible for your own cybersecurity. Uh, Amazon, Google, and Microsoft are just providing the infrastructure to enable you to do whatever your it is. So you read the fine print and ask Please questions. Please do. Sure, right? <laughs> we get this one all the time. We, this is like our top 10 FAQ. <laughs> and that's the one where people's like hearts in their hands because they're realizing something's not right. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, so myth number two, this is the one that's the best. I say a small business, a, a small business, and it's not a hot target for cyber attacks. Yeah, because I'm a small guy. They're not after me. Why would they be after me, right? Yeah. Well, they actually want you. And now they're beginning to realize that they want you more than they want the big guy because you are the gateway to the big guy. So if right. you if you look at some of the events that have happened out there, Jonathan, like let's pick on Everyone read about the hack at Target 
the, they got hacked because their HVAC contractor got hacked. Now, who would have thought of that? Exactly. Right? The HVAC guy. And they were in Pittsburgh in. too, weren't they? Wasn't that, wasn't yeah. that HVAC contractor in Pittsburgh nonetheless? I, I think it was, yeah. yeah. It was. <laughs> and that resulted in what, 300, like the last uh, annual report I read from them, it was like $300 million has been their payout. Uh, oh my this goodness. was several reports back. Uh, right. So I don't know where it stands today. But, uh, you know, again, if you're a small business, you got to consider where you're in the supply chain for your customers, right? So you might be a supplier to a UPMC. You might be a supplier to a Westinghouse. And, and those are juicy targets. Yep. Uh, and so if you present a channel by which people can get in, um, they're going to they're gonna be attracted to you. Also know that, you know, uh, I think the Verizon report last year listed almost 30% of the hacks were in small businesses last year. And uh, yep, 70% of those were by external parties and 80% of those were financially motivated. So they want the money. As you've seen with the pipeline hacks and things, they want the money. They realize the ransom is there to be paid. Let's go take the money. And uh, you could be a gateway to the money. Uh, I'll give you another quick story. Sure. One of our clients is a very small nine-person law firm out of Tampa, Florida. And uh, those guys are heavy in the real estate business. And they manage real estate transactions. Uh, they control the escrow. And uh, boy, did, uh, you know, that tr- escrow money is a hot target, you know. And uh, yeah. Know so it's there. just because... <laughs> <laughs> There's because they know it's there, and to get at it, you don't have to hack a PNC or a city group. You mm-hmm. just got to hack a small company. And so, you think it's safe because it's on the cloud, so you don't have nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't get, or you, or you might think you just, hey, you know what? I got, I got something running on the endpoint. I got my antivirus running, and I'm yeah, good. My McCarthy works great. <laughs> my yeah, and and that is. Um, that's a problem, right? Absolutely. And businesses are beginning to realize that uh, it's not, in fact, one fundamental flaw we've seen, Jonathan, out there with a lot of businesses, small and large, yeah. is the general strategy of focusing on prevention is flawed. Yeah. Uh, you, okay, uh, it, we can't stop all the cyber attacks. We know that. Uh, and the, if you're a football fan, this is akin to playing zone defense is one strategy that you could use that's really good. Let the guy make the catch, but don't get in the end zone, right? So in our parlance, that means, okay, you got in, but we're not going to let you do lateral movement. Big fancy word there that says- That That sounds good to me. That sounds good to me. Just to remind our listeners, we're talking to Manoj Tandon from Dark Rhino Security. He's bringing us all the big words and he's busting some myths around cybersecurity. So here's our, our third myth. Are you ready for this one? Oh, I'm absolutely ready for this. I have a feeling you are. I'm <laughs> so we have analyzed our risks and have mitigated them with significant cyber insurance. No worries there. <laughs> well, the first part of that is interesting. I'm glad somebody went through the exercise of analyzing their risk because we we see a lot of people don't do that. Yeah, you, if you're like going to talk cyber, most of your clients, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you're going to talk cyber you got to look at it from the lens of risk. If you don't do that, then you're not really going to have an effective approach to it. But if they have done that and they have cyber insurance, this is a very interesting one. So, you know, uh, the cyber insurance market has changed heavily. Just read the headlines, look at all the hacks, look at the ransomware payouts. 
The largest ransomware payout I know of is $40 million. Who paid that? Forget that, yeah. Mm. There's been a lot of, of hacks. And when you look at what's happened, it used to be that a cyber insurance company could keep 60 cents on the dollar. So if they were for every dollar in premium, they were keeping 60 cents of it as that's profit. That was the gravy train. Hackers have figured out insurance companies will pay. People getting hacked are going to pay. That market has completely changed. In fact, there's a lot of classes of companies that insurance companies are either charging super high premiums for now, mm-hmm. if they go into the market, or they're not, they're refusing to cover them at all, or they're going about uh, limiting the payouts they're going to even do for ransomware. And they've put so many exclusionary clauses. Uh, and one of them that, that's interesting that no business thinks about is a nation state hack. You know, I, I run, if I run a small business and I don't have any operations anywhere else, but you know what? You might, you might be connected to someone or you might be depending on services to do things that someone else in a foreign nation is. And there were two big companies uh, that everyone might've heard of called Merck and Federal Express. They both had offices in the Ukraine. Uh, And when the Russians launched a cyber attack on the Ukraine, those offices were collateral damage. The downside was Hmm, interesting that, yeah. uh, So the downside was that the malware that was infected over there made its way to the United States. Uh, In fact, it was so bad that Merck's computers were shut down for several weeks and they filed, both them and FedEx filed the insurance claim and it was denied because they said, uh, yeah, a cyber, a cyber attack by a nation state is considered an act of war. And all the policies out there have that exclusionary war, right? They don't cover war. And, and both, and now it's being, it's, they, everyone's suing each other and it's still working its way through federal court. But um, again, read your cyber insurance policy, understand it well, understand your risk well, and see how much coverage you genuinely have. And then let's not forget your legal and reputational losses that go along with the financial losses could be very significant and reputational losses are very difficult to recover from. Exactly. So we got, we got time for one more myth to be busted. Okay. So I'm going to go right to the end here because this is a good one. I think everyone needs to know this. So implementing a comprehensive cybersecurity program has got to be just super expensive. It just can't, I can't afford it. Oh, well, it can be if you're a small business and you go the traditional route, but in uh, reality, there's, small businesses should look at the managed service providers out there. There's a whole bunch of folks that are in the business and you can typically do very high grade enterprise grade cybersecurity for 30% less than what an in-house program would be. And it's even less than that because most managed service providers can really save you on a lot of costs with licensing implementation, a host of things that go along with it. So a small business can implement something for, you know, 20, 40, 60 bucks a month per person that they have in the company. And it's really negligible given the amount of risk exposure that they have. So it's something to consider. Do your homework on it, though. Don't do it. Don't take it for granted. Read the fine print. Read the SLAs. See what kind of people they are. Do they are they awake at night? 
<laughs> there, are they there when do you get a real human being when you pick up the phone and call? Those are the common sense things, but it doesn't have to be expensive at all. I say last but not least, I say just call my nose. Oh, he'll talk, you'll, you'll talk to anybody out there and let them know what's up. Just get a feel for what they're looking for and figure out if there's a solution for them. Absolutely. We would love to hear from uh, the listeners. Give us a call, uh, whether you would like us to look at something that's going on in your environment or whether you just want to learn a little bit more about cyber. Yeah. Uh, love to talk to people. Yeah. And what's your website? We'll give that out before we wrap this whole thing up. Yeah. It's uh, www.darkrhinosecurity.com. Just that simple. Manoj, so much fun hanging out with you today and very informational as well too, dare I say. And uh, I really encourage everyone out there, reach out to Manoj, man. Seriously, you got questions? He's got answers around this stuff. I mean, cybersecurity, it's got to be foundational to everything you do. I don't care how big or tiny your company is. If you're not blocking and tackling around that, you're, you're going to get hacked. It's just that simple. That's how I look at it. No other way around. I, you're absolutely you're right. Fast. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I'm wrapping up Tech 5 Radio. It goes by way too fast. We'll be back next Saturday here on ESPN 970. This is Jonathan Kirsten with the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Thanks for listening to Tech Vibe Radio coming at you from the Huntington Bank Studios. And thanks to our sponsors, C-Leveled, PNC Bank, My Benefit Advisors, 321 Blink, Chorus Call Compunetics, and SDLC Partners. Keep geeking out with us each and every week.